Welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runciuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game. Presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Uh, Jimmy here, got Mike with me yet again. Yep. We uh, we got an awesome episode today. We got a new format coming, so I'm pumped. Oh, yeah, set 11. Let me tell you guys, I was looking at some of the cards today. Uh, I got my got my uh, my cases early for uh, pre-sales, you know, my stuff ready. And I was like, man, these are some nice-looking cards. Yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm bummed you didn't bring any over. I really wanted to see them. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow during testing, I got you. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna go through some of the things coming up. We're gonna go through pre-release, talk about cards that we like for pre-release, some strategies we like for this pre-release. If you're competing in your shop's tournament, uh, we're gonna talk about our main topic, which is our favorite cards uh, from the set. Uh, we decided to go through each color, so we'll pick one card of each color that are our favorites, and then go into our picks of what we think the best decks are going to be or some of the best decks for the format. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to wrap it up with our results of training, all of our playtesting for the week, and um, any mail that we got. So, um, yeah. And we have segments now. Check this out. News from the Lookout. Hey. hey. That's pretty good. All right. So, uh, news. Uh, mainly, we're going to use a segment to talk about pre-release because that is the most up-and-coming thing for yes, everybody. That's everything going on this week, right? It's pre-release. So, again, the set, because, you know, I, I work at a shop and I do all the Dragon Ball stuff for the shop. Uh, the, again, there's no kits. Like, I wish they'd bring the kits back like they used to have where you got the the six packs, the, the stamped cards, and a little box. I thought that was cool. Uh, now it's just, you know, they're going to open a booster box. So, it, it feels like you could get screwed a little more when it's like this because somebody's going to get the good stuff out of the box. And somebody's going to get the bad stuff. It seemed like they had better ratios, too, when it was the kit. It did have better ratios. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I used to open the whole thing, anything extra we had, and, you know, use it for sale. It was so many juicy cards in there. You're like SRs for days. Each uh, box, not the individual box you get, but each box that you would get had at least an SCR in it. Like, that's insane. There's eight kits in there, and there's an SCR guaranteed in there. So that's not, you know, that's way better than... What we got going on now? Now you're probably one one person, two people getting SPRs, and somebody might not even get an SR because the SR numbers are so low. Yeah, um, if you do decide to do any of the pre-release stuff, most likely what your shops are doing, you'll have to see what's going on in your area. But they're either doing the actual tournament, if you guys are having in-person tournaments, uh, or if they're not, still reach out to your shops because a lot of shops are doing little pre-release take-home kits. So that oh, way you can still sell the oh, product. Yeah. Also, there's this dope two-player mat that's in there. Uh, I don't know how its stores are going to distribute it. I don't know what they got going on with it. But, man, it's uh, the Fajito and the Frieza from the Structure Decks from Set 10. It's a two-player mat of those, uh, the, the paper the paper play mats that came in them. So they're on now they're on uh, rubber. I was like, damn, that shit's nice. I just, I don't know how stories You like are. it? I do like it a lot, actually. We're going to use it... Uh, for uh, the Broken Honor YouTube testing page, so when we're testing, we're gonna play on that. So, I liked it a lot. Mm, I'll be I'll be the Debbie Downer. I I, I don't like it. Mm. Too much going on. I hate when they put the areas on it too. It's just I don't know. I, I don't, don't like, like it the for mats. my personal use, like while I'm playing in tournaments. But I like it for like video content wise. 
Yeah. So anybody could just like, you know, come eh, in. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay, I guess, if you really like Vegito or Frieza. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of care. I just like the zones. And I like the colors. But, you know, it is what it is. I'll uh, probably still be playing on my Claws play mat. But for the pre-release kit, we've got what comes in there, uh, whether you go to your shop or whether you don't, what they have on Bandai's website is you get the full version of the SS4 Sun Gohan leader card. It's a promo. And you also get a full version of the Piccolo Unison card. It looks like there's eight of each in the pre-release kit. And then there are eight pre-release packs with two cards in a pack, and those are most likely your stamp cards, the foil stamp cards. You get different. eight of them? Uh, it says there's So it says there's eight total in the kit. And then two per pack. So I'm I'm assuming it's just however your shop decides to distribute them. Okay. But okay. that's that's what actually comes in the kit that the shops get. That sounds insane. Yep. And then there is, uh, it says for top one out of eight, so I guess for everyone in top eight. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe you know more, but it says top one out of eight, foil and full art version of the SS4 Sun Gohan leader card, and then same thing for the Piccolo. Oh, I see. So is that one for everyone in top eight? I think that's one for yeah everybody. One, the first person on every top eight. So if you have eight people, it should be first place. You have sixteen, it should be first. Okay, second. okay. Uh, I only broke open the uh, boxes for pre-sale stuff. I did not mess with those other boxes. So I'm about to go in there tomorrow and take a look at that and see what's going on. Okay. I didn't realize all that was in there. There was these other two boxes that weren't like the normal boxes, but we also didn't get everything. So I think some more should be showing up tomorrow. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that, that seems pretty cool at least. Uh, if you are doing a pre-release tournament, uh, you're likely doing one of the limited formats. So you got a 40 card deck. You can't run out of cards in your deck. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of our favorite strategies going into that tournament. What, what are, what do you think that people should be looking for staying away from? Um, after like considering the fact that you may not open blue cards, SS4 Vegeta is probably not the best bet. Cause you know, if you, you open Vegeta, but you don't open blue. You can't really use Vegeta to his fullest ability. But I do think Xeno Goku is uh, probably the safest bet. You, just, yeah. you don't care what cards are in your deck. You just make a deck that plays cards. The leader's a double strike leader. You're guaranteed to steamroll people with that. And when I was opening the packs, I noticed there's a lot of uh, Overrealm cards in the packs at the common and, un- and common and uncommon rarity level, which means that you'll be able to utilize his effect, to max- like maximize off of it, because you have... Okay, so let's say you have four Overrealm cards that are uncommon that you open in your six packs, and you open three of the commons. That's seven turns you've covered right there in a limited format. Seems good enough for me. And then also, I like the uh, Gohan Higher Dragon strategy also, because he's just attack, draw a card, take a life. And then on the back, you can just play the one drops, and there's two different one drops in yellow. So that's pretty good. And also, you also have Goku and Vegeta who are one drops also in this set. So you should have an abundance of one drops to play off his effect. You may not have the monster if you don't get the hero dragons, but you still get the play the one drops, and that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it also depends on just what you pull. There's so much synergy within each color, yeah. and Dragon Ball especially. Uh, it makes limited formats a little harder. You really have to pay attention to what you pull and really pull out those cards that are feel more like they can be splashed in any deck and look at you know, what leaders you have. But that being said, if you end up pulling a bunch of the Garlic Jr. stuff... Well, you're in there. That's not that, broken. That's, yeah. If you pull well with that, I would definitely just shoot in that route. Um, but overall, also pay attention to just your colors. You're going to have to play more than one color. Um, I used to 
play a lot of limited in another game called the spoils and the the major thing that i saw a lot of people make mistakes on as they were trying to enter even just like, like smaller tournaments like locals is they would throw these cards in their deck that they were probably never going to get to so just because you pull a good card doesn't necessarily mean you should throw it in the deck even if it's of your color yeah pay attention to like specified cost and things like that the low specified cost is always best and super combos are also uh typically universal so yeah. also um if you get that seven drop ss4 goku you probably just win if you can play it in your deck that's true like uh, in a limited format, blow up an energy at the when you play it, and then there's no removal in instead of eleven for it. So you're about to blow up two energy. I mean that that difference you put between you and your opponent is probably too much to handle. It's probably nothing in uh in constructed, but in limited, I feel like that's just too much pressure. And probably uh, if you open it, you win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you pull just those big boss monsters and you have a way to play them to the board, there's no problem just building a strategy around that. Uh, but yeah, so aside from that, uh, with pre-release strategy, uh, just cards that you want to look out for just to have for the set, because uh, I know, I think a lot more common people will just sign up for the tournaments to get the cards. So a lot of times people don't play, at least that's how it is in our area. Yeah, I say I haven't, we haven't fired the actual tournament since... Set five, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. It's been a long time. People <laughs> just they just want their they want their packs and they want to buy their boxes and you know start working on their next deck. Yeah, I re I really wanted to play in one for set nine, I think it was, and there were only four out of I think sixteen that wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> they never want to play, man. It's like yeah, I don't know. I I generally don't want to play in them to be honest. Just not because I don't think they're fun. I just think a lot of people suck at it and that ruins the fun. So, like, playing limited against people who are bad at limited is not fun at all. That, and also, Dragon Ball just really isn't built for limited. Nah. They do not they do not build these sets with, with a whole lot of limited in mind. Other other card games do, and yeah. there's they're a lot more fun. I Limited is usually one of my favorite formats in most games, and in this game, I don't enjoy it nearly as much. I agree. I mean, I suck at, like, MTG uh, limited, but I do enjoy playing it. <laughs> uh so we'll talk about some cards to look out for right off the bat at pre-release that you might want to snag because you might be able to get them a little cheaper that we're predicting are either going to pretty much stay the same value or they're going to shoot up in price. First one, I'd go with Dark Broly, the six drop. Uh, the reason why I put it there is it's pre-sell price right now on TCG player isn't very high, but it's staple for the Dark Broly deck. And then like it's opening two cases today. I opened four total. One case had one, the other case had three. That's a very low amount. So two cases to get a playset of this card. I mean, I think I saw it for twelve last time I looked. I would pick those up at twelve. Like, there's no way that Dark Broly is that bad that this card goes down. So it either stays at twelve or it goes up. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think that's a really good pickup. Um, I know we also talked about the Baby Trunks Unison, picking oh, that up yeah. off the bat. I don't Baby, think there's enough hype on it. I think that card's amazing. It's a, a plus two. You know, plus two is already powerful in this game because anytime someone's plusing two, that's two attacks that it gets to survive or a double strike it gets to survive. And then it draws a card. Uh, Soul Striker, we've noticed people started playing it like at online events, uh, the 1K that happened in New Jersey. People have been on Soul Striker. Well, this card is infinitely better than playing that Goku Black card. So... I expect to see that card put into that deck as a four of as their main as their main unison. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, uh, the interesting thing about that card and Dark mm -hmm. Broly, they don't have SPR versions, so yep. 
like in set 10 where you had all those SPR cards, like Zeno dropped down to being a $5 SPR at one point because this so is so cheap because there's two SPRs per box now. And you also have the SR version. So these cars that don't have an SPR version, you can expect them to rise. Like Mecha Kabora rose up. It was like 15 on release and it went up a uh, Doran potential was 17 on release. And we saw that car get as high as $39. So these are the cards you want to get these SRs that don't have an SPR print. They're guaranteed to go up if they're even remotely playable. Yeah, I agree. Um, another card that I'm looking to pick up a playset quickly is the SS3 Sun Goku Overflowing Spirit, the two drop. Oh yeah, that card is cool. I, I don't know if there's a like a place for it right now, but I like I was telling Jim before we started. I, like, I think it's like Bunny Girl. It's a card yeah. that you want to hold on to because it's so powerful. You just when pick you it up it, cheap, and you pick it up cheap. Like, you could probably pick that card up for four or five bucks, and then. I don't know, two, three sets from now, this card's going to be like $20, $30 because that's just the nature of this game. Yep. So you'll be kicking yourself if you don't pick them up now because to play to counter and then be able to pick up a unison from the drop, that seems powerful. Or bounce your unison back to your hand because... You yes, know, they're, they're that's, that's what I was going to bring up. Bouncing that to your hand could be crazy. And there's some unisons you probably want to bounce to your hand at times. Like, right. I, I can think of a couple. I wouldn't mind bouncing the SS4 Goku unison back to my hand right now. It blow. It picks your, makes your opponent pick their board up, and they can't attack unless they sacrifice. So at that point, I'm safe from attacks for the most part. So picking this card up don't sound bad. Yeah, and it, it should be cheap. So I'm definitely picking it up. I mean, there's a chance that even just next set, you know, set 12, it's just bonkers. Yeah, I say let there be a two drop that has an on play effect that's real good. Exactly, and, then you can and you just recycle three, it. Just keep on yep. like looping it. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see what else. The Dark Broly Unison. Oh, yeah. I mean, that card does have SPR version, but the SPR version compared to the SR looks so much better. So I just picked the SPR so, like, right <laughs> away. That's more of a uh, this card looks better this way, so I expect there to be a price gap between them as the format goes on. Yeah. I, I just think overall it's just going to be a great unison for a lot of green decks. Oh, yeah. I, say, I think it's an auto-include. I have been on arguing that Cooler was better for ever since they debuted the card. But I'm not necessarily sure Cooler's better. It's more of what are you trying to do? Exactly. And I'm probably playing both in the same deck. Like, in what world am I not playing that card? A lot of, a lot of value out of that card. So I'm definitely going to pick that up. But that being said, you just have to you have to buy smart, though. You know, if like if you see these pre-release prices going sky high, don't, don't buy into that. Because what you'll see is right off the bat, you might be able to pick up some of these cards that aren't as hyped up cheap. Mm-hmm. Get them then. And if they get hyped up or we're wrong and they just start off high, just wait. Oh yeah, because if you look at the auction pages for the first couple of weeks, it's insane. Yeah, I'll prices. be up there. <laughs> I just gotta catch it. <laughs> um, and I, I think a lot of it is just because it takes a little bit longer for everyone else to get their product. So by the time game nerds and all those bigger companies get their cards out, we're we're talking now. You're so far into the set, all the pre-release cards, everything people had when they went picked up from the local stores, it's all gone. Oh yeah. And then the market gets flooded after that, and you see prices start to drop, and then just the good decks, you see rise. those cards they rise. So just just buy smart. If there's a deck you want to play, pick it up when the cards are low, either right off the bat or once the market gets all the cards in after pre-release. I think the only other card that we want to talk about was the baby golden ape. Oh, yeah, yeah, pick those up. Um, out of two cases, we got six in the store. So that's not too bad. You know, three per case. Okay, I can accept that. But it's a four of in the deck that's played in for sure. So I would imagine the value on that card is going to go up to at least $20. And then on top of that, I think this baby deck is so hyped up. Everybody wants to play it. If you could just get it as, as soon as possible before the hype spike 
because next week with the PPG tournament they're having down there, their case tournament, you know, people are going to want to play whatever that does well. We can bank on Baby doing well. It's a play style that most people have never played against because we don't have any decks like that, really. It's overwhelming when someone plays it. Like, I don't know. Just, if, if you read the card, you're like, oh, that's a lot going on. And it can be played as early as turn four. So I think you should pick it up because it's going to go up due to the fact that we're going to see it top. Right. If it doesn't top, of course it goes down, but it's, it's going to top. It's going to top. It's going to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, th- those are our picks for some cards to look out for on pre-release. Uh, so if you're interested in any of those, try and pick them up quick while the prices are low. And, uh, if not just wait it out and prices will, you know, like we said, they'll go down. Uh, but we're going to get into what our favorite cards are from the set of each color. Turtle School Weekly Focus. Woo! All right, so what color you want to start with? Uh, we'll, we'll start with red. All right. You want to go first or you want me to? You go first. I go first, okay. All right, so my pick for my favorite red card in set 11 is Bardock Strategic Mind. Mm. Why you pick that one? All right, so hear me out, Okay. Bardock Strategic Mind, any red deck that is playing a unison card that has some boss monster effect, you put him in play, he has deflect, you cannot interact with it, and it adds three markers. Yeah. Say. Whether it's good immediately, may, probably not, but the value you can get out of this card just feels insane, and the potential setups you can get just feels insane. Like, I, this is one of the one card, this is one of the cards I'm looking to pick up right away. I didn't talk about it in the last segment because I want to talk about it now. Um, but you anything unison's already your opponent can't interact with so now i already have this win con that there's limited interactions and in addition to that i have a card with deflect that's adding those three markers to my unison yeah he does go well with the go tanks because if you're playing that gogeta you could play the veku give it a counter it's at three play the bardot the following turn now it's at six and Mm -hmm. that might just be game exactly exactly and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, d- I just think that it could be really good um, for, for, again, any deck that's playing, like, a unison boss monster. As long as he can set it up properly, uh, the, the plays with it could be crazy. So That was also my card, but seeing how you chose that one, I'll go with my runner-up. <laughs> my runner-up is actually Planet Vampa. Uh, I know you guys are probably like, that's just a common. Sure. But the value you get from it is self-awakening. Playing key cards to the deck, like the strategy, I think that's powerful. I think it's it's it is what makes the Broly deck playable. Without that card, you're in a bad spot. It lets you get two chains going at one time. I can't imagine the deck only playing one chain at a time. So I think Planet Vampa is that good. It's you know you have to ha- you need two chains going. You go to one one into the three, swap to the four. Okay, now the other one can go to the three for free. You just get to move along. But without Planet Vampa, you'll never get there because you can't expect to play two one-drop Brolies. And if you could play two one-drop Brolies, why do I want to pay one energy for the second one when I have an ability that self-awakens me to help me get, get to my dealt by 20k crit draw a card side? So I'm I'm uh, all about the Planet Vampa as my red card, seeing how I couldn't pick Bardock. Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad I stole your pick. I really did not think you were going to go with that. What did you think, <laughs> I, what did you think I was going to pick? Um, I don't know. We, we haven't really talked about red as much, so I didn't know. I just, I did not expect that you're going to, we talked about it before. You didn't sound very excited about it. So yeah, because reds are so art type lot. It's like, right. Oh, you're either playing Gogeta or you're playing Broly. There's no like, Oh, this could be used in this deck. This, no, it's, it's pretty locked in. 
Yeah, I, a lot of this set is too. So it's that makes it a little bit harder to pick. But I felt like that car was more universal. So, all right, we're, we're on the same page. All right, all right you want to do blue? Yeah, I'll do blue. My, okay. my blue card is actually going to have to go with... Uh, I don't have a ton of SS4 Vegeta a lot, and he has that crazy six drop, mm-hmm. but that's not my card. My card is going to be the Baby Trunks Unison. I think Ooh, that... Ooh, okay. I okay, think I did not see that one. There are several decks that are blue decks that could use that card. You know, plus... I said plus two draw a card. That's pretty good. I mean... I don't know. There's no other really effect that does that for blue. It's letting you draw this card, but his neg effect is insane. Neg five, I get to play counters for free until the end of my opponent's next turn. That means I'm playing the golden ape. That means I'm playing Trunks Heroic Prospect for free. I'm playing whatever I want for free. And my leader is huge now. So it's, it's to me it's got the it's got the ceiling. Like, well that Vegeta card, I wanted to say, but it's, it doesn't have the same ceiling as Trunks has. This Trunks is a game-winning card versus that Vegeta is, I don't, I don't know, it's just good. But it's, it's not <laughs> it's not winning anything for you. It's just a blocker. It's a 30K blocker. Okay. All right. No, I like that. I like that. So it's really fun. So this is crazy because you can see on my phone, I also was tempted to go with, here, I'll show it to the camera if you can see it. I was also tempted to go with the SS4 Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> you read the card, it's just like, man, this card is so good when you read it. Right. Um, I didn't go with it though. Oh. <laughs> so that, that was my runner up. I thought I, well, part of me thought that you were going to pick it because how much you talked about it. Yeah. Uh, the other part of me, I just didn't want to pick another SR. Um, but my pick is go tanks return of the Reaper of justice. Oh, is that the free play? It's the free play three drop. Yeah. I have these like reminiscent feelings of set three with Shugesh and Kiku. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like your opponent goes for game, they combo out their hand, and it's just like, nope, you guess kid coup, and yeah. that's it. Uh, Go tanks is it's the same thing. You uh, know, you bait your opponent in and you play it down. If your opponent's good, they they can never actually combo out on you. Oh yeah, I really like that card a lot. I'm like, mm. I like it, but it sucked that it had to be played in blue, like a blue leader deck. Like you, you know, you need it to be. With yeah, it has to be a mono blue Saiyan, actually. Yeah. So. so so yeah, mono blue Saiyan, which most of the blue leaders are Saiyan. Yeah, you're just cutting out like Zamasun. Yeah, but no, I, I like it a lot. And honestly, if you think if you think about it, it is locked to the blue Saiyan leader. But I think this is actually more universal than a lot of the cards you can pick out of any color of the set. Oh yeah, because for lo- sure. There's so many cards that are locked to an archetype just itself, where this is just blue saying. So I mean, you've got you know SS3 reboot, you got the new SS4 leader, Soul uh, you've got Soul Strike, you got Vegito, uh, uh, you got explosive, um, explosive power Vegeta, the Universe Seven. Oh right, box yeah, leader. anniversary box. Yep. I you know there's a lot of hype on that going on in the discussion group. You know I don't know I haven't haven't tried it out. I'm gonna try it out. I want to I want to know if it's real or not. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then that was that was my pick for blue. Let's let's move on to green. All right, uh, you start with the green. Okay. All right, so my pick for green is we've already talked about it, the Dark Broly Overwhelming Evil Unison. Uh, this card just feels insane to me. Uh, it gives you a lot of different options, especially I I really like you guys. If you've listened to the podcast, I've been testing the starter freeze a lot, and this gives me not only another option but a little bit of a different play style, and that really excites me. Um, if you don't know what the Dark Broly Unison does, it does, I think, a million things. Mm. Uh, one, it has Double Strike. So just the fact that it's a 3-drop Unison with Double Strike and 20k, that is going to be a pain for your opponent to clear. We've seen that already with Jiren. It yeah. sucks to clear that card. So now every turn I can pressure you with that double. 
Additionally, you've got when a marker is removed from it, so if they do try to kill it, you can rip a card out of your opponent's hand. I think it has to be removed by a skill, though, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I'm, I'm that's my fault. So, yeah, it is removed from a skill. Uh, but if it is removed from a skill and they're trying to remove it that way, you can rip a card out of, their opponent hand, out of your opponent's hand. Um, it has a minus two effect where you may choose one card from your hand and discard it. If you do, your opponent also chooses one card from their hand and discards it and then chooses one of their battle cards and KOs it. That's not bad. So you have board control and hand control on the same card, and you can really dictate how you want to play the game. You can push more aggressively if you need to, or you can sit back and play the hand control game if you need to. And then lastly, my favorite effect on this card is choose up to one of your opponent's unison cards and remove a marker from it. Anything at this point that lets me interact with someone's unison card, I'm all in. Oh, yeah. Unisons are just insanely strong. They're taking over. They took over this format that we've seen. So if I can interact with that in a very simple way, I'm, I'm, I'm in on it. So Yeah, I think that you know that's going to be, over. I guess, overlooked. People don't really realize like how little that interaction we get with unison. So right. cars that can, that have other good effects, I'm, I'm interested in. And in my opinion, having a 20K unison is a way that you're interacting because now my opponent has to combo up on me. Mm-hmm. So okay. if they want to kill this unison, they either have to use a skill and rip a card or they have to rip a card anyways to combo up on their 15k whatever they're swinging with all right i'm with you on this one so i'm gonna go ahead and go i actually hate the color green this set uh i think green is terrible overall uh people have been telling me about the majin fujita deck you know i'm like uh i look at the cards i'm not seeing it i see that it has potential sure but i'm not seeing how like this is something so good and then i look at the gotenks leader and he's amazing but his archetype is terrible yeah so at this point I'm going to go ahead and say I think the best green card in set is Adele, a hero's daughter, actually. Really? That's going to be, that's going to be my green <laughs> choice. Like, mm, I, I, want, I don't like the SRs like that. I mean, a Dark Broly, obviously, is great. He already said it. Can't pick what he chose. So I'm going to go Fidel, a hero's daughter. <laughs> my logic behind this, let me explain. Before anybody's like, okay. oh, my God, this guy, he's on the crack. We rock. just lost, like, our only two followers. Oh, no, no, no way. All right, so listen to me. It was a one drop. That's important for green if, you, if you're using the Bardock Unison. That, that's already important. If you have a green Unison in play, when this card is played, draw a card. So anytime Bardock's up, you know, you play a card. Most of the green cards don't actually have effects on play when you play them. They're like, they're like mediocre cards. Now I get to draw a card and then rip a card out of your hand. So I'm, I'm facilitating Bardock well from set 10. But also it being a one drop blocker, if SS4 Vegeta is the deck that we think it is, I need one drop blockers because I need this Vegeta not to hit me, because then I'm making the I'm making the match like even. So I think that this card is the best green card outside of Dark Broly Unison. Obviously, I want Dark Broly Unisons, but this Videl I think it's huge in that aspect that it works with your Bardock, and then it also is a counter to the Vegeta SS4 Vegeta deck because I think you have to build your deck moving forward in this format. With respect to SS4 Vegeta, you may look at the deck. Absolutely. And you think the deck's not that great or whatever? Sure. The ceiling's too high. The ceiling is unreal. Like, I mean, you can get turn super, you can get Android 17 turning the tide on turn four and you just lose, right? I mean, I, there's not many decks that could come back from that happening to them. And I, a lot of them are green decks because green uses its drop. So this card's gonna take my drop away from me. I need to protect myself. So I think this is the best protection we got outside of the free Gohan blocker that also exists. But those two cars together, they both work with the Bardock. I'm sold on Videl. 
Okay. Shout out to Trevor for putting me on to Fidel because I didn't even realize it existed. There we go. Well, I I have no objections because I'm not high on green either. It does make me sad because green has some of my favorite art. I said I have Ribrians, I have Zarbon, I have all these amazing cards that are green. I was like, man, I don't think I'm playing this this set. And uh, the SPR Vegeta Oof. looks amazing. It, now I know you said it. You don't think it looks as good in person. It, it does not look good. In person. This card is catching all the buzz online. Everybody's like, oh, I need a copy of this. I need or I need a playset of that. That SPR Vegeta does not look that good in person. It looks so mm. much better on the Dragon Ball Super page. Like I was like, damn, that's the best looking card they've ever made. And now I'm looking at it like, mm, it's okay. It it might oh, be because you know a lot of the a lot of the SPR there's ten SPRs. The Unison ones, most of them look terrible. This set, like you're know, like the the Super Baby, uh, the Go Tanks. These cards look awful. Like Dark Broly looks good, but the rest of them look terrible. So we're yeah, not. Gonna talk I'm not about, even that much of a fan of Dark Broly to be honest. It's okay. You know, yeah. I like it a lot because I like that extra foiling and stuff on it, but right. it's not, it looks so much better than the SR. The SR looks god awful. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with that. But the S, the SRs, they got the uh, SPR treatment. I mean, they, they look good. They, they they look real good. And I mean, when I look at that Fujita, I'm like, ugh, you might be in fourth place at best. The only thing you <laughs> might be better than is SS4 Fujita, but I love SS4 Fujita, so I will not put it above SS4 Fujita in like looks wise. But, like, the Gogeta looks insane, like, in person. Like, that, the way the black and everything hits on it, crazy. Uh, Garlic Jr., I like that negative zone look on it. So, and then uh, the Bardock, the black Bardock, oof. Oh, that's, bro. That's beautiful. Mm, I love that one. Yeah, I need it. that. That's I'm it. mad it's so expensive yeah, already. I, I look, this car looks so good. So, you know, that green Virginia don't look very good. You guys will see, though, this weekend. You'll be like, oh, man, this doesn't look as good as it looked online. Rem- <laughs> remember you heard it here first. <laughs> Let's move on to yellow. All I right. start with yellow, yep, right? Yep, you start with yellow. All right, so there's multiple archetypes in yellow this this time, which is very interesting because, you know, the SR that I'm about to say, it doesn't even have a leader in this set. I was like, man, this is this is out this is out of left field when I when they showed it. I was like, what? But I'm going to go with eyes. Uh the SRI's card. How did we pick the same card again, bro? Uh, great minds think alike, they say, right? <laughs> is that, that's the expression? We did not go over these before the podcast. We did not. Not at all. And me and Jimmy play completely differently also. Like, we do. So this is definitely just a, we just think these cards are good. I, Shinron the Cryomancer. It's a two-drop counterplay. If your leader is mono yellow, play this card, and the card being played is in Resima. So it's a crusher ball for two with the 15K body. It's mediocre. But activate main one yellow discard this card from your hand. Play up to one shadow dragon card with an energy cost of one from your deck with the skills negated for the turn. Then shuffle your deck. That right there, sold. Uh, it's broken. Sin Shinron's only problem to me was if I didn't open the Sin Shinron Dragon Ball. I was like, damn, I didn't open the ball. And this deck did not need that yeah, by any means. It did not. Like, now you just made this deck way too consistent. So, like... It's going to be in every tournament. Mm-hmm. It should top every event at this point. They got this card that negates skills when it's when they play it. It's a 30k revenge blocker. Pay six energy card. And the thing is, this card just made it easier for them to play the rest of the cards that came out in this set. Or if they don't want to play these cards kind of set, it made it easier for them to include other cards. Simply because now the Haze Ball is searchable and Sinchenron's ball is searchable. Because like the, the Haze Ball, I don't like it. I mean, I, I, you're gonna go from one to the three to the four for sure. But how often do you want to do it? It's not something that I really want to do. So I could cut the haze ball down to two. I could cut the three down to two. I'm still going to play four haze, though, four drops. That card's incredible. But this card, 
makes it easier to get get move the deck along. So, and it's another name for the activate six effect. So, it's uh, insane. I'm sold on this card. Yeah. Oh man, I I couldn't believe they printed this. I did not ever think that they would do something for that deck like this. Yeah, I say. I mean, well, three. It was guaranteed to get three sets of uh, cards. So I just, I, you get three sets of cards, and it got a SCR promo card. I said, there's no way they have an SR ever coming to them because the, the leaders already made, and it's just like the they plugged it into the set. But they got an SR, so and it's a good one. Man, I didn't even have a backup ready. I did not think you're gonna pick it. Oh, I had a backup ready. So you want me to? You want me to go again? Twice? No, 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 no. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off a little bit from what we're doing and i'm just going to go ahead and say that overall just the support for the garlic junior deck the cards that go in it i think that that can be strong okay so if i had to do a backup because i'm i'm looking through the cards as we're talking and i've you know i've looked through them before i haven't tested the deck but just reading what they do uh it seems like it can be pretty aggressive and very tempo driven and you can really drive the pace of the game and they, a lot of them, like, replace themselves or have secondary effect on play, and they cost one. So, yeah, I, it seems pretty strong. I do think that there's something there. Someone's going to figure it out. Yeah. I don't think it seems, like, super overpowered, at least not no, off the no. bat. It seems like a decent, like, tempo-based deck, you know, yeah. can get aggressive if it needs to. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I think it's strong. So, I'll just go ahead and say just the support is there. Uh, I like that a lot for yellow and leave it at that because... Uh, I don't think anything comes close to Ice Shenron. No, nothing comes that close. But I do need to have a uh, worst card. card SR, worst card. This SR is Piccolo Demonic Transformation. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did they print this? This was a waste of an SR slot. I saw this card when I opened it. And let me tell you, I opened like 11 of them today. <laughs> I felt disrespected. I said this was not my day. Um, I should have not opened these two cases. I should have opened some other ones. But it doesn't do anything. I would never play this card. Uh, it's literally Crusher Ball. I mean, it's not Crusher Ball. It's negate this card's effect for and under for two. I'm not playing this card. This is a worse Cold Bloodlust. It's it's a worse version of any card that's negating skills that we got these days. I'm I'm out on this card. If you get them and someone wants them, move them fast. There's no way this card's worth anything down the road. Yeah, you have zero objections for me there. <laughs> right. I don't think you will from anyone. Moving on to black. Okay. I get to start this one. You do. So you can't take mine. So mine for this, uh, I don't think is anything too surprising. Uh, we've got SS Bardock, the Tenacious. Mm-hmm. He is the six drop, Overrealm six. Uh, you tap one, and when he's played using Overrealm, your opponent can only attack with battle cards once during their next turn. Okay, I like that. I, That's insane. It is insane. It's literally Nimbus in the Overrealm deck with the 25k body. I will say it was very hard to pick this over the others because I like most of the Overrealms coming out this set. Yeah. And I love Vigex, and they run perfectly with Vigex. Like, you mill your five. Uh, if you have your unison on board, you pitch your one, and there's your six and drop. Mm-hmm. It's assuming, you know, if you didn't play any, but hey, that means if you whiff, you have a free overround to play. That's right. I mean, so at this point, the deck just becomes so much more consistent. Because if you hit, cool, I hit, and now I'm swinging with whatever cards I hit with. If I didn't hit, I literally pitch my one for go tanks, and I go, and even if I hit one, I just combo a card, right? Yeah, just just combo one off. It's fine. Exactly. So I think uh, this set 11 definitely changes what Vigex looks like for a lot of people. Uh, I think it becomes an Overrealm deck, and I think it's going to be insanely powerful. I say I agree with you there. Yeah. I'm going to choose a non-Overrealm card here. Okay. Uh, Dark Broly, the Demon Realm Ravager. Uh, I had read zero Dark Broly cards going into today. 
And then I was hanging out with Chris, and he's like, hey, man, this car is crazy. I'm like, it looks cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, it definitely does look cool. It's, it's you know, it's a six drop. A zero plus zero. Like, I was not feeling this dark Broly thing because all the cars were zero plus zero. I did not know the backside on the leader says uh, you can get rid of your six drops or your battle cards to gain 5K. I had no idea it said that. So I just completely overlooked. I messed up on that one. So this card actually is a zero plus 5K, essentially. It's like you get warp six, you play it, you warp a card in their drop and a card in their hand. I was like, hold on now. That can't be right. Because in this format, we have people playing yellow apes, relying on yellow apes. Yellow apes are no good against this card. And take a card to hand. So really, I just stole three cards from you. Right. And I played this card for free. I'm like, oh, this card's good. Like, And then if the Dark Broly deck is halfway decent, this card's got to be a four of. So... I, I like this card a lot. It's a 30K. I've never had 30Ks attacking me outside of Kidku. So I'm curious. And these these 30Ks are free, unlike Kidku, where they paid two for a 30K, right? Like, what was a very good strategy at one point in this game. Now I'm curious, is uh, the free 30K good good enough to just win games? I'm thinking it is. But, you know, we're going to test it out this week and see. We'll have more results on that next week. Yeah, I'm not as high on it, so we'll see. That I don't know. I've seen it. I've, I've watched people play the deck online, and it's cool. I think it'll steamroll random decks in the format like it's no tomorrow. But the fact that they're all just, I don't know, you just have this 30K body. It's strong, but I feel like there's just way more powerful things I can do. And if I'm playing black, I'm just playing Vigex, bro. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Right? I have been saying the same thing, too. If I'm playing black, I'm just playing Vigex. Like, burst five, draw, like, right. all right, that's way too good. But... I do get the concept of Dark Broly because it's not a burst deck. It's something else. So like it's Yeah, not, sure. So it's not really It's different. It's different. So it is different. I'll and, give you that. And I, you know, I've played a lot of players in this game all over the place. Uh Chris is one of the few players who has a positive record against me. Like I'm like, oh my God. Like he 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 beats me a lot of times with these crazy decks. Like so I normally when he talks about something, I tune my ear to it. I'm like, okay, I need to look at this because I've never seen him play anything that wasn't, like, good. It's normally under the radar because he, like, he played Trader Dende before Trader Dende was, like, popular. Like, and he's still playing Trader Dende. He's, he keeps it sleeved up. That's his mm-hmm. deck, favorite deck. But, you know, he's always playing these under-the-radar decks. He, like, he sees these cards. He's like, okay, these cards, they do this. He figures it out. He's a real smart guy, man. You know, one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. So I trust him when he says things to me. So now I'm interested in seeing how it tests. I'm not saying I'm going to play it. But I'm interested. And reading that card, once I read it, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Because that's a crazy way to start a game. If let's say they're playing Set 10 Goku, they mill a, a Goku, a Zarbon, some other stuff, and they pass. And you're just like, all right, well, get rid of that Zarbon and get rid of that card. In your yeah, hand. exactly. That's pretty good. So I want to see. I, I'm not against it. I'm just not as high on it. Uh, one of my runner ups, though, was the Haru Haru. Oh, that card's That nuts. card's insane. I'm I need my fools immediately. I'm trying to figure out why they printed that. That Haru Haru is a one-drop 15K double striker, as long as you have a unison. Well, all blacks, all you blacks unisons cost one or free. So, right. uh, sure. Yeah, that card, mm, I love it. Uh, I say, um, I am... They might have banned Bibbidi, but Vigex is definitely... Still around, still Still kicking. around, getting, getting powered up. I mean, we just saw... One of the Hill Twins literally crushed the 1K and crushed the online tournament the past two weekends playing Vigex. 
Right. And the 1K was under the errata. Under the errata, that's, yeah, so, exactly. I was like, under, when he was killing it with the errata, I said, oh, my God, this deck is still up and mm-hmm. alive. Oh, yeah. So we can't we can't write that deck. I know everybody wants to write it off, but you just can't. Nope. It's probably still top three decks in the format. Like it's, I'm going to go ahead and say it's number one just because i got to pay respect to it going into the format. And the history of this game is whatever the number one deck in the format is, it normally is the number one deck for anywhere from six to nine months. Big X ain't had six months yet, so... I'm not going to write it off yet. You're not wrong. We had Broly. We had Shenron. Uh, Herudagarn. Tricolor Ginyu. All the mm-hmm. all the way back at the start. Janimba. SS3 had its time. Once they got rid of Mecha Frieza, like, it was just SS3 mm-hmm. mirrors all the time. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's... People say, you know, this game, all, all the, the meta changes so much. Uh, the things that aren't the best change so much, sure. But the best just adapts. So, yep. I'm sure... And Vigex has a lot of tools. I mean, it has every black card in yeah. the book. It even has the... Mono Saiyan black cards. Also, I will say, if Vigex is real, and it does turn into an Overrealm deck, right, uh, pay attention to the price on Tag Team Gohans. Oh, yeah, yeah, because... Because the Go- Overrealm triggers the Tag Team Gohan. Mm-hmm. And that card was a gazillion dollars remember, when Vigex yeah, was first shown. Everybody yep. was like paying all types of cash. Like I think it got up to 150 at one point. Yeah, when that card was a staple, the highest it got, I believe, was 150 So you know, And people- there were people that paid it. That's mm-hmm. the great. It wasn't like someone, some idiot, just waited for the buyout. But like, there's people who but, paid that price for that card. Yeah. I think Sean paid hundreds for his. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, crazy. That is crazy. I paid forties for mine, That's which is still expensive, but not not terrible. Not terrible. Like now, it's what twenty twenty five. Last yeah. time I checked. Yep. That is the card to pick up right now. Yes. Actually, because I could definitely see that working its way right back into Vigex. Oh, it's it's in it's in my list for yeah. sure. I'm like, it's gonna slide in there, and people will be like, damn. I need these. Well, I mean, because think think about the deck. I mean, now you've got your you've got the one drop Haraharus, and you have a one drop double striker mm-hmm. on top of already your free plays. You got the units and the Vegeta, the Trunks and the Kai. You've got also now all of your uh, six overrealms. Yep, six overrealms, and you still have the Vigex cards. And you have the Vigex cards. I mean, at this point, the deck just seems so consistent. Like, because there's definitely times in the current iteration of Vigex where I'll just like with so hard i mean it doesn't happen all the time and it means a better turn is ahead but if i'm playing against like some crazy deck that's super fast or there's certain matchups where i'm like bro i gotta hit or like if i'm playing invoker i'm like yeah. yo i need these cards on the board i need to swing at your face right now and when you don't hit that it feels terrible yeah I'm, you know and, and you're gonna have invoker still around because it's been crushing it in tournaments mm-hmm. still and you know i don't see anything that pushes that style of deck out of play yet no either. so i think this is this is huge for the deck i think the only thing the only sketchy part is if you do have cards that interact with your drop, I guess. Like, if you have, like, Foo Mission Accomplished, yeah. it's probably getting warped more often than not. Yeah, but, I mean, I believe that people should start playing Goku making an entrance. And you can uh, put it back in. Put it back in. Yeah. You know, you just put the card back. And, like, because you play into the Xeno Goku that puts five back, I believe, or four or five. I don't know. It puts a, puts a hefty number back. Yeah. So if I'm overwhelming, you know, I don't want to mill out the game for my leader effect, I just use this cards and it just works. And I remember at one point people were trying Gravy in the deck when it first came out because they wanted to play like real heavy around. They were playing Gravy so they could put three back. Yeah, so, I mean, I, th- I had that in my first ever Vigex list. Yeah, so we'll- it was the first card to get cut. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you know, I I think we'll see Overrealm like worked its way, and it's already in there with the Trunks that plays the Power Booster Vegeta. That's already right. in there, right? Right. And I mean, it's that's strong. But I could definitely see people going away from that just because some of these other strategies may make it where that's not that great. So Yeah. I mean, I think w- I always had to take that when Big X first came out, that strategy was terrible. Yeah, I didn't like it when it first came out. I, thought- I don't think the format allowed for it. 
I think it made the deck way too fragile, and it also was way too inconsistent. Yeah, I I didn't like it at first. I no. like it now. I'm oh like, yeah, now I'm, it's now I play it. It's yeah. great. You have to play it. I think I'm all about it now. But when you had you three in the deck, I said, why would I? Ever yeah, there's play no, this? there's just no point. Why am I gonna take two of my own land? I'm just gonna take your life. Yeah, I'm gonna play this damn card for free, and I'm gonna take more of your life. I'm gonna play multiple cards for free. Yeah, and just give it to you. Exactly. You know, so there's yeah. just no reason to put yourself in danger. You sit there at six life the whole game sometimes. Yeah, sadly. But um, all right. Well, I guess we we. Uh, I've already started talking about decks, so why don't you say your pick for best deck of set 11? Best deck out of set 11? Like le- like the decks that come out of it? Like, no, I mean like every, like the oh, whole I, format. Everything? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Best deck. I think the best deck is Sin Shinron. I would have to say, I think Sin Shinron with eyes, being yellow, having having answers to Invoker, uh, just already has a pretty good matchup against Vigex. Vigex like, would still gain from it with Bibbidi. But we know there's no Bibbity now, so we're not stealing anything here. I'm I'm a big fan of Sin Shinron moving forward. I think it's the best deck. Uh, you know, not to insult players or anything. People are dumb. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Sin Shinron against dumb players is free. Like, you know, people who play the best, like, what they deem the best deck, Sin Shinron just takes that away. Like, you have to be a very good player to beat Sin Shinron. You have to sequence correctly. You have to do everything correctly, right? And still hope that you don't you don't come on the bottom because this deck can Xeno sell you out of nowhere. Like it's like oh I paid six I had a million attacks oh guess what Xeno sell this is a game. Like I think that deck's crazy. Mecha Kabor is such a powerful unison. I still think it's in the top three unisons in the game. So I'm gonna go send Shinron as the best best deck of the format. Yeah, that is not my pick. So at least we weren't the same <laughs> there. Uh, but I think it is one of the best. I think it's hard to pick one ultimate top deck because everything has a bad matchup. But if you're talking about best deck, the thing that I think of is what do you have? Like the best spread, yeah. right? So when I had contenders, Sin Shamron was up there, uh, Invoker was up there because I think they just naturally have so many defensive options built yeah. in that um, it's just so easy. So easy for people to make the mistake. It's, it's just yeah, so exactly. easy to steamroll other strategies because their strategy is just superior. Yep. Uh, Invoker, I believe, takes a lot more skill to play than Sunshine Run, yeah. and it's much easier to misplay. I think your misplays in Invoker are much more painful and potentially game losing. Whereas Sunshine Run, you can probably make small misplays and you're still all right because you have this 90k revenge blocker that literally just kills everything yeah, in sight. Like giant blocker, uh, the Haze Sinron just in your hand is absurd. Yeah. They're like uh, combo up, do all this. You're like, all right, Haze. You're like, <sighs> all right, that was cool. So they have Shigesh Kidku in their deck. Like that that's right. banned, right? Like they have a banned combo in their deck pretty and much. And they have Zarbon to make it infinite. <laughs> you <laughs> just keep doing the combo. Yeah. Like they got the block with the Zarbon. It's a lot going on over there. And I'm just like, man, I don't think too many decks can you gotta be very smart and on your toes when playing against that deck. Like you gotta make them block where they shouldn't block. You got and then even they don't get punished because all the stuff just untaps. I'm like, oh, and they get this Zamasu super combo. They have the ability to tap you down. They can play Putin messing with you. They have Bergamo if they feel like playing Bergamo. In their deck. They have so many cards. It, like, blows my mind constantly when I watch people play this deck. And I'm like, damn, there was no way this guy was going to win the game at all. Like, and they can establish two Sin Shinron thir- uh, nine drops by, by the end of turn three. Who's getting through that? It's so hard. I had to play against Sin Shinron in the last tournament I was in online. And um, it was Aiden. I don't remember his last name. He just topped another tournament with Aiden Autry so. from uh, Europe. Maybe I don't know. I think it's yeah. I think it's probably Aiden Autry from Europe. No, I don't think his last name was Autry. Oh. I don't know. 
Uh, he, he was a cool guy, though. But, man, that's in Shenron. If you start off slow in Vic X, game over. Steamrolls you. Yeah. No chance. No chance at all. I mean, it's it's good. Flying Nimbus is back. You know, like, you know, flying, people, they've been playing Flying Nimbus, but people were like, oh, I don't really care about Flying Flying Nimbus is good now. Now we're talking about swap strategies and mm-hmm. all this other stuff going on like that. Oh, and speaking of that, right? Swap, the deck literally stops swap. Yeah, you can't swap. You can't swap. Since <laughs> <laughs> Sherman turns off swap. So you're just like, oh, man, I guess my deck don't do nothing. So that, yeah. And then, um, so anyways, but yeah, Sinshiron, great pick. I think Invoker would also be a great pick. Uh, we were testing Broly. We'll get more into that later. But at first glance, it started to seem really good, like up there yeah. for one of my picks. And then as we talked about it and tested it, it fell a little bit, but still very powerful. Yeah. Uh, I guess my pick's no surprise, though. I'm going with my boy, Vigex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knew it. We're, we're, we're rolling with Vigex. I've been playing him since the starter dropped. I thought he was the best deck then. Uh, I, I did throw a little, go through a little phase where I was confused and thought he sucked. Uh, that lasted a couple of days, and then I, I was back on it. I think I was just salty that I milled bad a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, but no, Vigex is the boy. We're staying with him. Uh, he lost Bibbity, but we we ha- we can draw two other super combo now. Yeah, you, so. got, you got the other super combo, and that's also a Vegeta Zeno, which is interesting because if you play those Vegex yep. cards, you can use it in line. Uh, absolutely. With those so I said, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like that definitely was like it was good that they made it Vegeta Zeno instead of any other character. I'm I am a little salty though that they took away the one special super combo Black had and did not give us a new one. You'll get it probably next. I think set. next set we gotta get it. Yeah. If if it's not next set, definitely the one after because next set just might have already been ready to go. Yeah, but you guys also got a counterplay this set that no other set got, no other color got. So yeah, we did. So we it's did. one of those things where I think like people always talk about how black gets a hard time, like gets done. Dirty. Oh, I'm not saying that for sure, like, but I still want my super. Yeah. I want my special super combo. I, I feel you. I feel you. But they have a lot going on over there. Like I don't. Yeah. No other color has got got a counterplay that. Uh, Something hammer, wrathful hammer, I believe it is. Uh, I'll pull it up. I've got it right here. It is called. It's the two drop. Yep. And it it's like uh it's like denial of hope, right? Yeah, it's just denial of hope with yeah. black, pretty much. Which is rebellion hammer. You rebellion got the SS four Goku on it. Yeah, rebellion hammer. Like, that's a pretty solid card. I don't know where it works its way into the meta, but as a card and being a tool you can use, which oh yeah, that's what side, a tool. That's what sideboards are for, right? That's a pretty good card to have. Yeah, so. absolutely. But yeah, I'm going with Vigex. I think Vigex also has a good spread. Um, yeah, definitely has a good spread. I think it has a great spread. I think there's just so many decks in the format that cannot keep up with it. It just overwhelms opponents. Yeah, it's still the fastest deck. I, yeah. I don't think anything's fast. Now, I will say, though, if the format ends up being Sin and Invoker... It's time to get off Vigex. It's time to get off Vigex. <laughs> definitely time to get off Vigex. Um, there's people who say that it has a good matchup against Invoker. I I don't think it does. I think it, that for a very short period of time it may have, but Invoker has so many defensive tools at this point, and you can't and you can no longer just bibbity them out the game. Yeah, like when you could bibbity them out the game, that was a completely different story. We're talking, yeah, right. No bibbity. I I don't right. see it. Like no. that deck, all of a sudden has combo power. Like ever since they made Rival Seeker, now the deck just has combo power, and that's something that the deck that was where the deck was hurting. It was like, oh, this deck has no combo power, so you can just take advantage of that. Exactly. The creation of Rival Seeker has given it combo power. And I mean, I don't know. I, I I've seen I've seen apexes on turn five get up to 125k. So I I put nothing past the deck at this point. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think all all those are good picks. So, uh, anything I, else you want to talk about? I do want to note that I've been talking about SS4 Fujita for some time, and like I thought it was gonna be the best deck. I'm in the discussion group saying I think it's gonna be the best deck. 
Uh, I thought that. Um, after today, looking at the spread of the cards, I think that it's the highest ceiling deck, but I definitely think that it can be uh, game-planned around by every color, every deck, which just makes it not the best deck, right? I, I mean, all right, so let's say you're going to a tournament. You sleeve up SS4. You're lucky if you make top eight. Okay. You're lucky. That means people didn't respect the deck. But if people respect the deck, which I expect every player who takes the game serious. When I say serious, I don't mean like it's their life. I mean, want to win, right? Like their goal is to win, not have, not necessarily like go have fun with the homies and have a good time. But they're like, oh, I want to play this tournament and win. They're ready for SS4 Vegeta. They either are playing some form of a blocker or they have a lot of negates in their deck, one or the other. And some decks are going to say, well, I don't even care if you get one extra energy. You can get the one. But once it, if you can't get the second one, playing all these seven and sixes in your deck, you're never going to get there. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're already dealing with every blue deck has an extra energy, right? Because yeah. Of Zeno. Exactly. They're already dealing with it. So it's one of those things where, and then they just manage your Zeno. You, you you're only one energy ahead, which blue decks have already been doing, and you have no perks like all the other blue leaders, like Zamasu, Soul Striker, uh, Fujito. You don't have those perks like they have, so you're in a worse spot. So I think it it's it's the highest ceiling blue deck, but it is the worst blue leader out of all of them, probably. I, I agree with that. All right. Uh, well, let's get into our testing for the week. Results of training. Woo! These are sweet. I do like them. <laughs> I, got, I think there's some more that we can do also, but I do like them a lot. Um, but uh, on to our uh, testing for the week. Yeah. Uh, we were actually playing Broly versus Vigex the other day, uh, Saturday, I believe. Yep. And uh, I don't think Broly could hold it. <laughs> Trevor's in the corner shaking his head. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor was just Trevor's proxy list. Uh it wasn't perfect, obviously, you know, it's just testing, so you can't expect perfection. I'm sure somebody out there has figured out, like, some cool cards or some good cards to put in their Red Broly deck, but we were working with, a, like, a stock list and, like, plugging other just solid red cards in the deck, right? And I just couldn't hang with Vigex. And, you know, the first two turns is, like, even trading, just, but over time, you just lose because you don't have, you, you have no negates. Like, you cannot stop anything Vigex is doing. So... It was bad. And then once I, like, I was like, okay, well, I'll put Topo in. Now I'm not playing my deck strategy, and that felt bad. I was like, oh, I'm not swapping up the chain. I don't like this. Because the problem is the cards have Servant. If they did not have Servant, I think that it would be fine. But the cards that do have right. Servant, you so once you attack one time, they're done. And I'm like, oh, that's not good at all. And, I mean, they're easy to kill. Like, with not you don't have combo power in this deck. Like, yes, you have combo power. Everything's like 0 plus 5K for the most part. But you don't have combo power because you need the pieces. Right. So if I need, exactly. I don't want to combo my pieces away trying to protect my swap pieces to swap into the, the card I just comboed away. It's it's a lot going on. I do think the deck is powerful. I think that it's going to roll a lot of decks. Like I think that your control decks are going to have a hard time with it because they don't move fast enough and this is ripping cards out your hand and attacking you a lot of times. The, the card ripping was a lot more impactful than I felt like it was going to be because I was like, I mean, I can get the cards back. Yeah. But the way that deck runs, when it rips those cards and then it swings to your face with those huge Brolies that yeah. are crit, oh, it feels terrible. It feels terrible. I say, like, and the thing is, is, like, forcing hit was a staple for red decks. It, like, not even as, like, anything that played red, you played foreseen hit back in the day. This is better than foreseen hit. These are... Multiple times. This is like foreseen hit with critical and dual attack. Oh, yeah. So it felt nuts. I mean, it is one of few. I felt more pressure than I feel against most decks playing yeah. against it as Vigex. And I didn't know entirely everything that it did. So I was playing a little more hesitant. But I mean, it was 
it was a lot of pressure yeah. to deal with. And ultimately, I don't, I think there might, no, I don't, I don't think it ever dropped a game though. No. Big X ever dropped a game to Broly. You got down to two one time. Whether on the play, on the draw. There was one time I was on the, down to two. But my problem is that it's the same thing you said. The defense just sucks. Yeah. Like, at one point, when you played me, you swung into my mass saying you were, you were trying hard to clear that. Yeah, had to get it out of you there. Had, you were throwing everything you had at it. I literally wasted all my resources saving this card. Because if I keep it, I just win. Like, it was auto win next turn if I keep it. So. Yeah, because the deck goes down to four. So you take yourself right. to four. And against Vigex? And you can't bro, clear that, ma- that, that uh, mass saying, the one that crits two life and then warps one of your opponents. You can't clear that. You're just dying to these cards. It's, yeah. It is a bad feeling. So you ended up, it took every card out of my hand between the Brolies and me comboing out of the Black Mass saying, uh, you cleared my board, you cleared my Unison, my Vegeta, and your very last swing, I had no cards in my hand, and it cleared the Black Mass saying. Yeah. The problem was, when you did all that, there goes literally all your defense. Mm-hmm. Because you spent all your defense trying to combo into my Mass saying to kill it. I drew one card, I play a free card. You just kill me. And I kill you. Yeah. And that was it. I literally killed you going into a turn with no cards on board and no cards in my hand. And that's when I was like, okay, this this deck can't be the best. There's no way. It's good, for sure. I, I definitely deem it as good, but I can't be it. Also, it's unplayable on release. Like, you can't play it. The Nobody's going to have the TPs on release because you know that's how it works. There's no way on release day you have TPs. So that PPG tournament, that 1K in, J- in Jersey they're doing, they're throwing again for the month of October, and the case tournament down here in Virginia Beach, no one's going to have them unless they got, like, a hookup. Sure. and But that's not – I'm not prepping for the guy who's got the hookup. I'm prepping for the debt in the form that we know what it's going to be. It's just not good enough. You can't ever get two Broly Chains started at one time without the TP, thus meaning unplayable <laughs> on right. release. Yeah. Definitely yeah. playable once your stores or however your store is going to distribute uh, TPs, sure. But without it, you can't. It's not playable. Uh, so that sucks. And then we played some more green freeze. We just keep playing with these green freeze decks, and <sighs> I, we just have the cards. How have, can you not play the deck when you have four Metacores, four Zarbon, four Ginyu? You just want to get in there, right? But it took like my whole fucking paycheck. <laughs> I did not take your whole paycheck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but you know, it felt like it. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we played it. It was. It's fine. It, it does the same thing every time. Um, do I actually do not believe that deck is going to be relevant moving forward? Uh, I I can't I can't think of a matchup that I like. Oh, Green Freeze is better. Broly was smacking it. Broly, Broly smacked it. Uh, I've been playing Surge Cell against it, smacking it. like it just loses. To oh s- yeah, you were playing Surge Cell. Yeah, I played. Uh, I, I'm gonna get to that, but like you know, I don't think that it's playable moving forward. Like set eleven on. If you are owner of this deck, you need to go ahead and invest in the Maiden package probably and a, and a set ten Goku leader. If you want to play hand control, you have to get off of the whole I want to play uh, Green Freeze Leader. It's it's not good anymore. It had its moment. Healing Pod's a dope card. When you don't open a Healing Pod, you lose. Uh, and even now, opening Healing Pod does not ensure a victory, which means this is unplayable because you have no real threats. I tried, uh, not during with Jimmy, but I tried earlier in the week, I tried to put the Maiden Package in the deck because, you know, the deck restricts you from having Saiyans. So I tried to put the maiden package in to see if it was even doable. It was doable. It wasn't good though. So it's like it was, I was like Goku just does this a million times better. So you're better right. off playing with Goku. 
That's that's my problem too with all this green stuff in set eleven. I'm like, what green stuff am I playing that's better than the green stuff we already have? That most of the green stuff is already losing. <laughs> when we're, I'm like, <sighs> none of it. Like the new go tank stuff, not good enough to be worth. And playing. it sucks because I love green cards. Yeah, I think green's always been one of my favorites. I think I fell in love with green when I saw cell. So yeah, I like green also for a long time. It's just I yeah. loved green since. Well, I guess set one, King Vegeta surprise attack. They, they screwed that card. Yeah, they did. But before getting screwed, mm. real good. Oh, baby. But you know, so I definitely we play that deck. I play Surge Cell. I worked on my list a little bit for Surge Cell. Uh, I cut the Healing Pod nonsense out the deck. I I was like, this has got to be good. And Surge Cell killed it on the online tournaments this past week. You know, it won one of the tournaments and then it had another one make top sixteen. So yeah. I was like, damn, I very like, popular. I like, out of nowhere, I didn't think it'd be popular. Yeah, formats, form, format didn't even technically slow down because Vigex was at full power, but people mm-hmm. are just stopped playing Vigex like that right. because, you know, they want to move on, and now here the deck is. It's it's a pretty solid deck. That that Crusher Ball effect to the field is pretty insane, along with 9-drop cell. How do you, I don't know, that 9-drop cell, it's not as good as 7-drop cell from set 2. But but damn. But damn, it's close. <laughs> it's very close. So, you know, I search cell was good. Uh, still struggles with aggro, but, I mean, hey. That's every, you guys be weak against something, and then the other deck I was messing with was uh, I was I did not actually play it against anybody, but I played against myself, which I do that a lot. I play I play against myself at the house. I put my Golden Frieza U seven deck together. Oh, you brought that back? Yeah, I was messing with it because I kept telling Trevor when we were coming back from Jersey on the ferry, I was like, man, I think this is the only deck that could play the Fujito Unison properly. So I was messing with it and. There's just not enough good red U7 cards, actually. That was the problem I was having. And I know I could play, like, Topo and FDC as my red cards, and that just makes up for that in that spot to a degree. But it does not feel good doing that. Like, I want to use my energy more efficiently than playing Topo. Like, FDC was fine to put in. Topo, the God Ceiling Trunks card ruins Topo. So if I really need this Topo to resolve... And they have Godsling Trunks, I just lose. So I was trying to get away from playing cards like that. I'm And I'm still trying to get away from playing cards. Like I don't think Battle Card negates like Topo are going to be great moving forward. No, so. they're very, very vulnerable. Yeah. And they've always been vulnerable. But for some reason, they weren't always exploited. But at this point, it's so much easier to exploit. Yeah, say so like you, every color has an answer at this point, right? right. So it's just like... Everything. Uh, you, got, you got like Denial of Hope, Hidden Power of the Saiyans, or, or Preemptive Strike... Uh, God Ceiling Trunks, Black has Rebellion Hammer now. It's so many answers to this type of thing. Uh, Desperate Measures in Blue. So, like, and they already had God Ceiling Trunks. So, it's just so many things. I'm like, oh, I, I can't play Topo in a deck that needs to survive turns. If I didn't need to survive turns, it's just nice. I would try it still. But that Golden Freeze that definitely needs to, needs to survive turns because it takes too long. I want to play that Vegito Unison on, like, turn one, turn two if I got it. And I want to go into the big U7 Frieza that makes people take life when they activate effects. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't, I played, it was, it was cool. It needs some more work. Um, and that's why I said when people kept talking about that blue U7 Vegeta from Anniversary Box, I need to try that deck out because people are saying that that is the better U7 Vegeta leader, the Vegeta Unison leader. So I'm going to try it out this week. I should have some results for you guys next week on it. Nice. Um, okay, cool. It's probably not a deck that I play like to be competitive. It's more of a deck that I'm going to play to have fun. But, uh, Still interested, though. You know, I love using all my cards I have. You don't have all these cards for no reason. Speaking of uh, decks to play for fun, I 
Rob, well, you already know I put together Oob again. Oh, yeah. He did play some Oob this week. I did, I did. That is Jimmy Franklin. I was actually surprised when he did not choose three-drop vanilla Oob as his blue card in the set. I was <laughs> it, it was it was a it was up there. It was I, definitely I, up there. Had to be up there. One, the card's beautiful. Two, it's and it's Oob. I was like, he's going to pick this card. <laughs> he's going to pick it, and everybody's like, oh, my God, what's this guy talking about? But he's a huge Oob fan, though. I remember when he first like saw Oob, he was like, oh, I want to play this. But he was unsure if it was good. And then we were in. New oh, I got smacked we were, by it. And we were in Atlantic City. In he was Atlantic City. Cell and, and like, mm. and he was playing Cell against the Oob guy. I want to say it was uh, Miguel, actually. It, I think, I think yeah, I think it was. I think I want to say it was Miguel. I think it was. From El Topo Loco. Yeah. That's before I really knew him like that. But, like, you know, and he just smacked Jimmy. Jimmy mm. came over to me and was like, I got to play this deck. <laughs> came back and built it. And he's had it, he's had it sleeved up ever since. It's still in its original sleeves. Those sleeves are so crusty, man. Yeah, I do need to get some new sleeves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, man, he hasn't played this in a year at least. You yeah. can just tell. Like, when you man, that it. deck was so good, though. Because that, that was when Unyielding Trunks was still around. And, mm-hmm. oh, man. And the whole uh, Hercule Pan thing, that was a trap. Yeah. That, that was, was a 100% trap a there. trap. It felt like you had to play it now. You just played so much pressure and aggression. You play all these little one drops. Mm-hmm. You draw a bunch of cards from the announcers, and then you drop your Goku Oob, and you just game. Mm, go in there, bro. And if it goes long, here's a Demigra. Yep. Exact. Oh, man. Oh, Demigra in that deck was fire. But yeah, I did throw Oob back together, and I did go with the whole Videl Hercule Pan package. It's not my favorite, but they're, if I'm on the play, which let's be real, if I'm playing Oob, I have to be on the play right now to go against any deck. Yeah. Uh, if I'm on the play, there isn't a whole lot that stops unless I'm playing green. They demigra turn one. Yeah. So I was like, I play Videl, and then on turn two, I end with Hercule Pan. That's honestly still strong. Yeah, it's not bad. It's really still strong. It's just, it just doesn't do enough. Uh, I played five games. I won one. You won against Sean, right? Yeah, I took one against Sean. Yeah. He was playing... Uh, green Frieza. Yeah. Yeah. He's always playing Green Frieza. Gotta get him off of that. Yeah, but uh, but no, Oob is fun. If you want to have fun with the deck and just throw people off, play Oob. You'll probably lose a lot, but when you get that win, you'll hold on to it. You'll be proud. I of think it. Jackie Chun's probably the superior leader at this point. Well, Jackie Chun's fun too. I did. I oh, yo, I just love World Martial Arts decks. I need <laughs> a new. I need them to revisit World Martial Arts. That's my number one thing. I need Dragon Ball to do. I think it's gonna happen. Actually, I think with this, uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, but, but you know, with this little theme booster thing that they got going on right here, I think we might see more world martial. Arts. The biggest crime against world martial arts uh, art type is Krillin. Stormfist Krillin is not world martial arts. Oh yeah, that's stupid. They put that tag in the in the in the wrong spot. It should they put world martial arts era? Why is it not world martial arts trait? That was that was such a crime. Terrible. Definitely, it screwed it because that would that is the perfect leader for them. It was a self awakening leader. It was blue. I was like, damn, this shit's about to be broken. It was not broken because you could not use it with those cards. All right, uh, we're going long. We're gonna start wrapping this up. Let's finish it up with our last segment. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's delivery service. Monaka's delivery service. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh man. I'm hype on that one. I think that's my favorite of all the new segment little clips. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. So this week on Mailbag, uh, we want to shout out Peter Rasmussen. Uh, He has been commenting on pretty much every time we post a podcast episode and uh, messaged me talking about the podcast. Uh, And he had a lot of great things to say, so we appreciate you. And uh, he left a review, but I couldn't read it. For whatever reason, I can't see it. So we're just going to shout you out. 
So uh, thank you. And uh, anyways, guys, I think that's it. Mike, any any closing comments? We're looking at doing a giveaway next starting next week. Uh, so look out for that. You know, if you're into the metal leader thing, we're going to give away a metal leader, uh, have a contest. So look out for that Ooh. next week. Tune in. Nice. We'll have more details. Uh, and if there's things that you want us to talk about, things you want us to go over, let us know. If you like the podcast, uh, comment, leave us some reviews, and give us a follow. Follow us on Facebook on Hermit Style Gaming. Yep, Hermit Style Gaming on Facebook. We're everywhere you want to listen. So uh, thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next week. Whatever I'm